Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you feel like your allergies are having a comeback tour and you want relief quickly, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny, and itchy nose and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Hey, it's producer Rihanna Cruz. We're away this week on vacation, but we have a cool story for you coming from the Vulture podcast into it with Sam Sanders. Sam's a friend of the show, and this episode is about concerts. So if recently you've thought that maybe ticket prices are too expensive or you also have a vendetta against Ticketmaster, this episode is for you. You're listening to Into It from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. So then what level of a Beehive member do you consider yourself to be? Oh, I have Renaissance on vinyl. Okay. I've seen her live now five times. And I am the kind of fan who knows that actually the best Beyonce album is B-Day. Okay. See? I'm in. I'm with you on that one. That is Kalen Allen. You could call him the executive director of the Beehive. I don't like to say this about myself because I think there are some really crazy Beehive fans. But if you really ask anybody, majority of Beyonce fans will know who I am. Because You're the biggest Beyonce fan. I, I, I'm up there. You may have known Kaylin as a staple on Ellen's daytime TV show before it ended last year. Hey, Kaylin. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful, baby. I'm here with you. Or from TikTok. I'm booty get big. Don't talk to me. Cause I'm gonna be thick up in these streets, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. does a lot, but for a few weeks earlier this year, his biggest job was trying to secure tickets to Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour. Now, I was gonna start this video by detailing and telling everybody how I ended up in sections at past concerts. Kaylin documented his entire journey in detail. But I do not want to go to jail because sometimes I did have to finesse. This year, Kalen is not alone. Hell, I traveled to London to see Beyonce perform. A lot of people all over the country, all over the world, they've been trying to get tickets to some really big tours this year. Taylor Swift, Bruce Springsteen, Drake, Madonna. There are way too many to count, which has me wondering, what is up with this year and touring? And why does it feel like good tickets these days are more expensive than ever and harder than ever to get? This episode, we'll talk about all of that. First, we'll hear a bit more of Kalen's saga, and then we'll talk with a reporter who covers the music industry. He says the entire touring economy right now is pretty broken. And there is someone to blame. Rhymes with thicket caster. All of that and more after the break. Stay with us. So, <laughs> so it all started the night of the Grammys. Okay, right? okay. It was the night of the Grammys, and we all when Beyonce had, wins like the record-breaking Grammy. We are witnessing history tonight, breaking the record for the most Grammy wins of all time. Be upstanding and show your respect. It's Renaissance, Beyonce, and you know all of us. 
We everybody, depending on what date you were trying to get tickets for, were put in like these groups with Ticketmaster. Yes, and you had to sign up to get on a yes. you know to get in to get the yes. tickets. Basically, once the tour was announced, correct, you had to apply yes. for tiered status. At yes. which point, you could try to get tickets. Exactly. But everyone was already scared by this point because they had seen what had happened with Taylor, with Taylor Swift, Taylor, which is why this was introduced. Uh-huh. Because I remember being in high school for the Mrs. Carter Show <laughs> World Tour and having like. Three laptops set up, Stop. and my chemistry teacher letting other people in the class get on their laptops to help me get tickets. That's an ally. I know, right? We love an ally. Honey, he was holding it down, okay? <laughs> and so we were all on the laptops, and we were refreshing to get us get into tickets. it. You know what yeah. I mean? And so this time, when this new way was introduced, yes. I was a little nervous. And tell us the way, because I've forgotten how they did it. Well, it was uh, it was just like you said. There were like these tears, but the problem was so. On the night of the Grammys, I got an email saying that I had been placed on the wait list. All right, everybody. So it's officially day two without having any Beyonce tickets. It's like they're already telling you you're never going to go. Right. It's like a lottery kind of thing, like a little draw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, how the world am I on this wait list? And then you never knew when you were going to get off the wait list. See. But the, the, the way that I got in was that there was a Verizon sale. It was like okay. Verizon upsell. Huh. And my cousin had Verizon. <laughs> Not my cousin. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, can you give me your login so I can get in and get these tickets? Ooh, and so she gave me the login. That is against Verizon and policy. I know, oh, well. Well, they should have <laughs> taken me off the wait list. Uh-huh. So then I got in. And then that was when I bought tickets for L.A. Uh-huh. And then I had also, because you can use different email addresses. Did you make up, up alias email so addresses? I had other email oh addresses. God. So that's how I got into the Kansas City sale. And that one wasn't hard. You know, the Midwest is a very different uh-huh. beast. So let me tell you where, where I'm at, okay? okay? Where were you at in London? Where were your seats? Club Renaissance. Okay. Yeah. So first show uh-huh. here in New York. And we just said the Club Renaissance is the kind of mosh pit around the correct, center stage. Correct. Yes. So the first show, I am on the onstage risers. You can do that? Yes. I thought it was just Friends of Beyonce. No, 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 no. Those are those tickets. What you are can they buy. called? They're called the onstage VIP risers. How much does that cost? $4,000. For one? For one ticket. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? I, well, okay. So <laughs> I was okay with it. And then, of course, I've watched the show, so yeah. I know it front to back. Yes. And I'm like, she's not spending enough time. She's, the over ballads there. are over there by the panel, but then once she starts moving, she starts moving to the center. Right. To and every, the center. Which, I need to feel the sweat come from her weave and hit me, hopefully, in my cornea. I already anticipated that she would be spending the majority of her time mm-hmm. in Club Renaissance. Exactly. So, in the middle here, the fact that this is called Club Renaissance makes me believe that a lot of the action is actually going to happen in this space. So in my opinion, Club Renaissance are the best tickets. That's where I want to be. But when I got off the wait list, there were no Club Renaissance tickets. Oh. So there was literally the only options were the Beehive pits next to the runway mm-hmm. or the Orange Stage risers mm-hmm. or just like regular floor seats. The Beehive pits was good, though. Right. Okay. So the second night here in New York, I'm in the Beehive Pit. Okay. So, and then in Kansas City, I'm in Club Renaissance. Sweet. That's where I was. Now, I haven't bought the ticket for for LA LA yet. And let me tell you why. Why? Because that, the LA ticket is September 4th, right? Yes. So, New York is, uh huh. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's why I go. So, New York is July 29th and 30th. Yes. And then the Kansas City show is September 18th, right? Mm -hmm. But I need to go and see it. 
and figure out where I want to be. And, you know, I, I need to be where Beyonce can see me, yes. you know, because I'm getting custom outfits made. She talks to the people out there. Exactly. So I need to be like, she'd be like, yeah, yeah you here for the fourth yeah. time. Yeah, girl. Yeah. I want you to estimate how much money you've spent so far on those three tickets. How, what would you say? Close to probably seven, dollars $8,000. Stop. I work my ass off. <laughs> there you go. It's your I money. Work, exactly. It's, your money. it's my money. I work my ass off to be able to go where I want, when I want, okay? There you go. And I'm going to spend my money the way that I want to spend my money. I love it. And if I go bankrupt because I was at Beyonce, <laughs> so be it. What a great way to go. I know. What a great way to go. I'm going to call her and hopefully she let me move in or something. (laughs) Now, you documented how hard it was for you to get tickets to all these Mm -hmm. shows. You made TikToks. Welcome back to KNTY Channel 4 News, where our team has been providing nonstop coverage of the long-awaited Renaissance World Tour. There were articles written about you. (laughs) You ended up in a piece on The Atlantic. Mm Why do you think people connected so viscerally to your very public struggle to get these tickets? Well, I think it's mainly because because of the fact that I've worked with Parkwood and they know that I've done, like, I've worked the wearable art gala for Beyonce's mom. I think okay. it showed that this was a struggle that everybody, everybody was going to have. <laughs> you know your what family, I mean? you're still having a right, fight. Right, it's like everybody is having this <laughs> issue. Like, I, I think that's uh, one of the reasons. And yeah. I think also, because some people may see it and they'll be like, it's just a concert, it's not the deal. But I only go mm-hmm. to Beyonce concerts. Oh, really? It's very oh, really? only, I, I go to Beyonce, Mariah Carey. Okay. So it's like, for me, because it's somebody that works all the time, it's like, that's my release. That's so... Do you think there's something in the air this year? I've been Mm -hmm. seeing all these young women out at the Taylor Swift shows. Mm -hmm. So many people that they now tailgate in the parking lot around the stadium Uh during the shows. Uh What is it in the air right now that's making for all these big-ass tours? The pandemic. Tell me more. I think it, it has a lot to do with the fact that we, for so long, were living in this world that we never expected to ever be in. Yeah. You know, it or all, get out of, or get <laughs> out of, we was right? Stuck exactly. And it was the fact that we, I think, people are now craving escapism. Yeah, they are craving an opportunity to release your mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially when you consider the fact that during the lockdown, all of us were turning to digital media, mm-hmm. music, movies, mm-hmm. TV, all that to help us cope. Yep. And it was like, that's what we connected through. And yes. now to have this music that is more about joy and, and having fun, it's like, I need to be there. I need to have that yeah. experience. I just want to yeah, live wanna. in that moment. Thanks again to Kaylin Allen, head beehiver in chief and master ticket schemer. Before we go to break, come show this show a little bit of love. Tell a friend, leave us a nice little review wherever you're listening. I'd appreciate it. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you have allergies, then I've got a familiar scenario for you. You wake up on a beautiful spring morning and peek outside. You get a feel of that nice breeze, but then you start to feel a little tickle in your nostrils. That tickle is the spring air telling you to go be a hermit and avoid the outside because you'll soon be a sniffling, sneezing mess. But don't listen to it. Allergies suck, but a good nasal spray makes all the difference. I personally learned that I suffer from adult onset allergies, and it's a real bummer. But a good allergy med makes all the difference for my ability to go out in the springtime to smell magnolias, my favorite flower. If you also want relief quickly to get back to breathing in the spring air, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. 
fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. So, if you thought getting tickets to Beyonce was hard, can you recall when Swifties couldn't get Taylor Swift tickets? And they sued Ticketmaster and Live Nation. And the Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing over the entire mess. Doesn't take much to conclude that the whole concert industry right now is pretty broken. That is pretty much the conclusion of journalist Nate Rogers. Nate wrote a piece for The Ringer at the end of last year. And he argued that the problem isn't just Ticketmaster. It's everything. So people are out there. These tours feel bigger than ever. Taylor's show is three hours long. It's a good year for big live shows. But on top of all of this, there's a big problem. It feels as if tickets have never been more expensive. Um, Some people are shelling out thousands for good seats at Bruce or Beyonce or Taylor. Even nosebleeds can be in the hundreds of dollars. I saw one stat that says ticket prices have gone up 20% since 2019. Does it feel that way to you? It's definitely accurate. I mean, there's 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 a couple things going on. It's not just the okay. uh, the ticket prices themselves, but it's also the fees have never been higher. And for what it's worth, Live Nation Ticketmaster is reporting record profits again. So Yo, they're not, and, and they're not missing their paychecks. Yeah. For those higher prices, is there any real explanation for that except for just greed? Well, certainly, I think that there is, I mean, you have to incorporate inflation, you have to incorporate supply chain issues, you have to incorporate COVID protocol. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why I think ticket prices had to go up. Um, 20% worth, though? Maybe. I mean, I, and this All comes right. back to what level artists were talking about and how this affects their pricing. I, you know, when I wrote that story for The Ringer about Ticketmaster, what I kind of tried to understand was what the difference was between these pop stars that are having record demand, like Taylor Swift and Beyonce, I mean, they have unbelievable demand for their concerts. Ticketmaster mm-hmm. said they were swamped by about four billion uh, bot attack requests wow. when they were uh, initially selling pre-sale Taylor Swift tickets. Um, but then on That's the wild. other side of that, you have what you might call indie bands or mid-level bands that are saying that the finances of touring doesn't make sense anymore. And so... The band Lawrence was sort of a big, um, you know... uh, Oh, they testified on the Hill about Ticketmaster, right? Good morning, Senators, and thank you for inviting us today to the most unique gig we've had in years. They were trying to represent art as well, and, uh, you know, one thing that they said that stuck with me was that for a $30 ticket, they're only getting... In our case, roughly 50% of our earnings is used to cover expenses, so that leaves us with $6 for an eight-piece band pre-tax, and we also have to pay our own health insurance. And they're the ones performing. And they're the ones performing. So it's just the margins have become very, very slim. And I think Lord said, you know, for artists like her, it's you could they can lose a little bit of money on inflation, on supply chain issues. But anyone below her, you know, you're looking at debt. I hear that, but like that's separate from the fees. Like do the fees go to the artist or to the venue or to the promoter, to the manager? I don't yet know if all of the money I pay for a ticket goes to the actual band. Yeah, it's very opaque. And this is one of these things that comes up a lot in the conversation about how ticket agencies work, specifically how Ticketmaster has taken over the game is 
is are they really responsible for all this or are they just acting as the punching bag for the promoters, mm. the venues, the artists sometimes even? And I think with certain powerful artists, they have the ability to dictate that, that money might go back to them. Now that's, I don't think, very common, but if you go higher up the chain, there is a lot more authority to dictate that kind of things than I think a band like Lawrence where they have no say over that. Um, totally. So, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this really came to a head, I think, when Robert Smith recently of The Cure, he fought back against Ticketmaster and his, you know, for the big Cure tour that's ongoing right now, you know, one of the biggest tours of the summer, and Robert Smith, who's usually kind of a reserved private person, um, mm -hmm. was did everything he could to kind of circumvent Ticketmaster's extortion ring, as critics would call it, um, by not allowing there being a secondhand resale market and mm. by uh, limiting fees and limiting pricing for the tickets. Hmm. He wanted to have $20 tickets through the fan club. Did it work? It Well, it in the long run it did, but it did not initially because Ticketmaster was adding, you know, almost $20 in fees afterwards. And so it kind of defeated the whole purpose of this. And, and here's where it gets interesting. Robert Smith, after when he found out about this, he pushed back so hard that Ticketmaster refunded people who had bought tickets uh, a certain amount of money. And in the case of the people who were up in the nosebleeds and supposed to be getting these $20 tickets, they got a lot of they money back. They got some money back? And so then why isn't Beyonce doing that for me? That is a great question. And I think Robert Smith kind of showed these big stars' hands by doing this. I mean, not... These artists have more power than they admit to. Exactly. I mean, I'm even thinking back to the Taylor Swift of it all. She issues a statement saying, oh, it was a bear fight, but how much could she have thrown her weight around to make it a little better for all of us? We'll get more to that later. Yeah. But I do want to ask about macro, big picture, state of the concert music touring industry... It sounds like it's pretty broken from what we've talked about so far. These tickets are astronomically expensive. Smaller artists like Lawrence can't make enough money touring. Uh, Ticketmaster feels like a monopoly. Legacy artists like The Cure are trying to advocate on their fans' behalf and being thwarted. It seems as if this whole system, it does seem broken. You wrote a piece earlier this year for The Ringer titled, Is Live Music Broken?, is everything in this concert touring industry broken right now? If so, how? Well, the, the main thing is that the monopoly of Ticketmaster Live Nation has a total chokehold over mm. the entire aspect of the industry. It's not just ticketing. It's they, Live Nation is a man. They control the venues, they too. Control, they own and, they and manage operate the, artists. The, the venues. The, they are the promoters. They are the management of the artists. They control every okay. possible aspect. I want to talk about the monopoly of it all. You alluded to it. Uh, Ticketmaster and Live Nation are the same company now, and they kind of have a monopoly on the touring industry. On a one-on-one -on -one level, explain what that monopoly looks like. Well, Live Nation and Ticketmaster merged. And uh, at the time, Ticketmaster was solely a kind of ticketing agency. And Live Nation was historically a uh, artist management and promoter, um, and they saw that Live Nation was basically uh, considering their own kind of ticketing world um, in order to compete with Ticketmaster, and instead they just said, well, why don't we just join forces? So you're talking about you know, managing and developing artists as they play every stage of venue, the small, the middle, the large, you're talking about promoting the shows. You're talking about running the venues. You're talking about 
managing the artists. You're talking about cutting the artists into all these deals and making sure that you know they kind of have no choice but to cooperate, right? If you, how can you bite the hand that feeds if there's four hands that are feeding you from the same arm? You know, like there's there's not a lot of options. So, so then, if there's an artist, there's a potential for this artist to be managed by Live Nation for their tour to be run by Live Nation and Ticketmaster, for Live Nation Ticketmaster to own the venue, and for Live Nation Ticketmaster to own the sale of the tickets. That's exactly right. I mean, and and even, you know, it's interesting. That feels crazy. It is crazy. And it's interesting, too, because, like, even with Taylor Swift, the promoter of her tour actually wasn't Live Nation. Uh, It Hmm. was AEG. Um, which is the Mm -hmm. biggest competitor to Live Nation. And Mm -hmm. they had to work with Ticketmaster on selling the tickets for the show that they were promoting, their biggest rival, which they didn't want to do, in order for them to play the biggest arenas in the country, which they have to because it's Taylor Swift. And for them, this I think this worked out quite well because... You know, it made Ticketmaster look bad, that whole situation where no one could get tickets and they were attacking bots and everything. And it kind of showed why, you know, a healthy competitive uh, environment would be better um, mm-hmm. for consumers. Amy Klobuchar, a senator who sort of led uh, a lot of these antitrust conversations, particularly in uh, music, um, that's the legislation that she recently introduced, which would limit the length that ticketers could have exclusive huh. contracts with venues. So so it, will that fix things, or is the big fix ultimately breaking up Ticketmaster and Live Nation? There are a couple options. I mean, it, there is the kind of the congressional route where you have legislation, so something like what Amy Klobuchar introduced. You could restrict the secondhand market in certain ways. There are certain things that you could do from a legislative perspective that can make a big difference. Or you could have what's going on in the Department of Justice where they're doing their own investigation, and that would lead to potentially you know, antitrust breakup of hmm. Live Nation and Ticketmaster. But What is the likelihood of either of those things? I think congressionally, there's a decent likelihood that you'll start seeing some legislation that might limit the power of Live Nation and Ticketmaster. But so far, the only thing I've seen that seems like it has an immediate impact is when someone like Robert Smith says, you know what, cut it out. This is ridiculous. Screw this. You know, we have yeah. control. But the breakup thing... Um, it's hard to say. Most people think that won't happen because uh, they've already had multiple looks. The Department of Justice has multiple looks at this uh, at this merger and, and has okay. allowed it to continue with certain hmm. restrictions, okay. which, of course, the company has broken. Totally. Um, but the tide has risen high enough that it might sure it might is. be the time. We do not know if the government will break up Ticketmaster and Live Nation. In the meantime, what can be done? And what I'm really asking you is, in the meantime, could artists like Beyonce and Taylor Swift speak up for fans as much as The Cure does? Absolutely they could. And I okay. I, I think it would be great if they did, because certainly there's no... As much as there is a mess and as much as you want to call the music industry broken or whatever, it's not broken for Taylor Swift and Beyonce, and they have a lot of power, and they have the ability as representatives of the the industry to try to shape things and say, you know, maybe legally you aren't required to do this, but we don't like our fans paying a thousand dollars for seat. There is one other thing I will say. I talked to Kel Fasana. He's a New Yorker staff writer. When I wrote that story, he's great. Yeah, and he one thing that he said to me when he was talking about, it, he's like, you know, maybe concert tickets are just undervalued until now. Maybe concerts are just Mm. worth more than we've been paying 
And there's nothing better than a great concert. And if it's worth whatever it's worth, that just might be might be the the new reality that we uh, yeah. live with. I will say, watching Beyonce float up into the sky in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium <laughs> on a metallic disco horse, maybe it's priceless. Maybe it's effing priceless. You'll remember I it the rest know. of your life. Rest of my goddamn life. More than in the Marvel Although, movie that, you know, costs $25 oh, yeah. or whatever. Exactly, you know? exactly. That said, in the meantime, if we are asking artists to uh, do more for their fans, Beyonce, I would be happy if you reimburse my airfare and hotel stay in London. You could do that for me. <laughs> Hit me up. We'll talk. We'll talk. Thanks again to Nate Rogers and Kaylin Allen. Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zen. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. And our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. The executive producer of audio at Vox Media is Nishat Kurwa. Listeners, we are back next Friday with a brand new episode. Till next time, go to TikTok. Search for the clips from the Beyonce concert where all of her dancers are dancing to pure honey and they're just doing like ballroom for 10 minutes straight. It's great. You'll love it. Go find it. One final shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. You know, it's a terrible question. What's your favorite part of having nasal allergies? I don't know. Absolutely nothing. Luckily, you might be able to find some relief with Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's astaproallergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.